So welcome to the Revel Podcast with Robbie and Cindy. That's Cindy. She's my mom. It's episode number 47. We do this on two Thursdays every month, although they don't really come out on Thursdays except for the audio version. And even then, that's usually like going to be We the don't day always after. even record them on Thursdays. <laughs> that's the goal. Okay. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about perspective. And I think first, let me open with what kind of got me thinking about this is online comments in that this is a kind of a problem with the internet and the way human brains work in general is that we see somebody talking online and well, I got multiple thoughts coming in at once, but basically this you and me talking, the problem is that it's not really a dialogue with other people. Yeah. It's a dialogue between you and me. Yeah. It's just a window into two people thinking about whatever they're thinking about. So when you hear us say things, you're like, oh, that's stupid. Or, oh, I agree with that. Whatever the case may be, there's no way for you to give your input and have it actually be an organic input. Yeah. All it is is just a comment that we can see and then just be like, oh, okay. And the the problem is, is that, especially when it's the internet and... For us, it's a little bit different. Or for the viewer, it's different because they kind of know our perspective from having listened Mm -hmm. to us talk. But from our point of view, the comment is just anonymous. Yeah. We have no, we know nothing about that person's background, where they're coming from. Um, You know, we're just throwing it out there. And when a comment comes back, we may even read something into it that wasn't even there mm-hmm. because we don't have that. You can't say, oh, well, what did you mean by that? Or that's really interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything like that, um, which makes it a, a little bit uncomfortable to read them. I mean, that's why yeah. I stopped reading them. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I haven't stopped reading them. I, I don't necessarily, occasionally, if, if I really feel like, like what I can say back might be helpful or something, I might respond, but I generally don't for that reason is that I, I don't know where you're coming from. Mm. And the second reason that I don't do it is because fortunately we have a lot of viewers and we get a lot of comments and I could spend all day, every day responding to comments. And, and I still, it's like texting. You can't really communicate through text with yeah. another person, just one other person just having a, text conversation you miss all of the the body language the the whatever the connection between human beings are that is clearly there we don't know what it is but something that helps you understand each other and and so it's it's difficult that is a uh, that actually is a really big problem is that the the delivery is gone with text right and so on one end and you, comments yeah yeah well that's what i mean so on one end i just meant like written text oh sorry so on one end you've got people just saying stuff into the ether which is us and then you got another end of people saying things into the ether which is just in a text form so there's even more information loss anyway the the reason this is kind of tangential the the whole point of the topic for today which is perspective is i was thinking about how Everybody has their opinions on how things should or shouldn't be. And everybody's got these different perspectives and uh, 
histories that they bring to the table. But where do you draw the line of like, okay, this is just, at some point we all need to live our lives, right? And the way that we think doesn't, it doesn't matter, it matters. But the living our life, at some point you just go, I just gotta live this life and I can't be thinking about, am I thinking the exact right thing or other people thinking the exact right thing? I've been wrong on so many, I remember what the topic I wanted to talk about was. Anyway, well, we, good. We can we can we bring can it we in. can bring them together. So, what was the topic? The that topic you- was I was watching old videos and pictures of myself, and it is and I'm just looking through things I did like as recently as like 2015, 2014. I was like, what was I doing? Like, was I even thinking about the course of my life, or was I just kind of just like, yeah, whatever. This seems dumb enough. <laughs> dumb enough is the next thing. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the point was is how do you integrate and forgive yourself if that's what you need to do and just be like, yeah, that was the past me and it's cool because I was talking about this before about how, was I talking to you about this? About how if I realize I need to do, I was talking to you about this. Yeah. If I realize I need to do something differently, I feel like I'm almost not allowed to change my mind because it makes the way I've been doing things up to now be wrong or be be like it's so painful to address the fact that you've been doing it wrong for that long that you're not willing to change your mind yeah we didn't do a podcast on this already did we we did do a podcast on that specific oh okay i I thought i thought we did i thought we did um yeah so now i don't know where we are (laughs) i I don't know either (laughs) well the point is okay i want to get back to perspective because i i think that you're on to something and I think that that is the crux of great relationships and why why bad things happen in the world because they're on the continuum of that. Because everybody does have a different perspective. You know, as we were chatting a little bit before we started today, um, I was talking about my siblings. There are five of us. One has passed away. But we are vastly different from one another. It's kind of weird how different you guys are. Really, yeah. very, very different. Um, well, I mean, you guys are also very similar in a lot of ways. Too, a, lot, a lot of ways we're really similar and, and I love them all and I think we get along really well and I can't wait till donut day so yeah. I can see most of them again. Um, but we we grew up mostly in the same house in the same town. The older ones, myself and my older brother and my older sister, you know, grew up before my, my mom and my two younger siblings moved to another state. So they had some experiences in another state, but you know, my, my younger brother was, he was in junior high or starting high school. And my younger sister was third grade or something like that. Um, but we were raised by the same person or the the same family, um, and still turned out very differently. And what we think is right and wrong is not always the same. And so if you have that within a nuclear family, if you have that many differences, or, you know, we all have, we all think differently from, from say, for instance, my mom, um, our opinions on many things are very different. A lot of them similar, but a lot different. So when you push that out into the world with people who have no connection with what each other whatsoever, of course their perspectives are gonna be different. 
and their opinions of what are right and wrong. There was a uh, there was a time I think when you know at least science and math we could all agree on. I'm not even sure that that's true anymore. But that is like a very interesting thing. That is, they, I, I, because now then it's no longer about perspectives anymore. Like the whole flat Earth thing, that's really troubling. Yeah. Because then if you don't even have something as basic as is the sky, is it sunny outside? Is it cloudy outside? If you can't even get that base level perspective agreement, then it's really like super troubling. Yeah. yeah but anyway. Like, well, that's, I started to say, if you can't agree whether it's nine, night or day, but the flat earth thing, you know, I just occurred to me, it's totally off the t- slap cheek. But if there's a flat earth, where does the sun go on the bottom? Does it still make a circle? Or? I can't remember what their explanation for that is, but <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, something. Know. Anyway, sorry. Um, I, but I think that's like a whole different psychological phenomenon where people have feel like so downtrodden that they want a one up on the rest of the world. Yeah. It's like, finally, I've got something that. That I know and you don't yeah. know. Or it's, it, even if it's not a one up on the rest of the world, it's something that I can make a decision on and and stick with it. Mm. Um, it, in fact, there's a little phenomenon right now with with someone, like with kids. Kids are picking out strange things that they want to be in control of. Like, like my grandson's hair. He wants it long and down in his face and nobody wants it. But I don't think it's that he really likes it because he's, you know, it kind of gets in his eyes and stuff. But there's so much in the world going on that no adult has ever had to deal with. Yeah. No adult alive. Well, maybe there's some people that are in their hundreds that were alive during the Spanish flu, but they were probably really young and don't remember it. But they'd have to be, they'd have to be like 110 yeah. To even remember it. <laughs> to even remember it. Exactly. So there's, n- who knows what their little brains are thinking and they are picking out strange things to s- put their foot down on. Mm. Like I'm not cutting my hair. It belongs to me. It's on my head. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, and I think that that's, that's kind of the, the flat earther kind of thing yeah, is yeah, that yeah. there's so much in the world that, that we all know about now. Like there were things going on when I was a kid, you know, with the cold war and we did all these, you know, nuclear bomb drills and stuff, but I didn't even know what it really meant. So I, yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't being bombarded with it every single day. Yeah. I didn't have to wear a mask all the time. Yeah. So my perspectives on that were, you know, I just didn't care, but I assumed it was true because somebody told me it was. And I kind of got off the topic on that with the flat earther thing. (laughs) No, but well, I I think, I guess that's right. The perspective is not about objective things. Your your perspective about whether, nobody has a perspective about whether two plus two equals four. Nobody has a perspective of whether water boils at 212 Fahrenheit or whatever that number is. That's not perspective. Perspective is about all the other things about how human beings should behave and relate to one another. We're going to do a quick diversion to talk about the brain. Okay. I don't know the specifics or the details, but I do know that the way we learn and remember things is, is not the way that we should be doing it. 
the way you remember things, and I learned this from these memory experts, they just they tell you exactly how to do it. And we tried it today. Easy as pie. Oh, I wonder if I can do this now. Well, don't because the number is a real phone number. Oh, okay. We oh, I was going to do the names, but I don't want to do that either because it's real names. Uh, well, they show up in the Patreon thing. But oh, okay. anyway, I needed to remember six Patreon names. What you do is you take an environment you're intimately familiar with that you've been to a million times. Then you walk through it in a linear order and you picture the people in the room doing, they could be doing things or they could just be standing there. I just pictured them standing there. And in my head right now, it's like at the door was Sun Jan Huang. Then it was Roger Kim and Emmalyn Della Pena. And then it was over here. We had, I can't remember that one. But it, the point is, is that you could, it, it, we just tried it just now memorizing a phone number in this room. It is amazing how easy it is to remember things if you anchor them to things you already remember. But if you try to remember something just point blank, like just uh, without using any techniques or anything, it's really hard and you have to keep doing it over and over and over again until you finally get it. My point is, is that the brain is not totally under your control, but we all act as if it is. Yeah. When people do some crazy stuff, it's like somebody's an alcoholic to stop being an alcoholic. Duh! <laughs> Duh! <laughs> I know, you know? Yeah, yeah, stop smoking. Yeah, maybe that's the thing that's bothering me. Because, I mean, the, the, this, the, there's something yeah. that just I think about all the time and I can't quite pinpoint what it is. But an, it also relates to like when I see other people have problems, I don't look at it like, oh, that could be me too. I look at it as, what's the problem? And that's not something I'm proud of or anything, but I mean, that, I think that's kind of a tendency Towards human nature, unless you're a better person than me. <laughs> no, just a different person than you. <laughs> yeah. Because some of us do it ex completely. Sometimes sometimes it should be like, it isn't a brain problem. It is a, a, a choice. Well, maybe it is always a brain problem. Yeah. But some of us, to the point of putting yourself in a situation where you don't need to be, are like, there's, a, there's an issue going on. Like, like some forgiveness, some, you know, accommodation. When, when really you should just go, you know, this isn't my issue. I need to, I need to not be involved Yeah. <laughs> instead of, but I like, we are very different in that way. I, I don't think I ever feel that way. I'm trying to think of, I'm my not dad. sure if I communicated that correctly. I mean, like when I see somebody who can't jump, mm -hmm. I can jump really well. I used to be able to anyways, I could probably get back into it. When I see somebody who can't jump, I'm like, what's the problem? Just go, go practice and you'll be able to do it. Yeah. I never feel that way. Okay. All right. So I just want to make <laughs> no, sure. No, we, we were like, like I would, I, I would have, if I even thought about that particular thing <laughs> at all, um, from my perspective, I can't jump. Yeah. So like I wouldn't, but, but, but anything like, okay, well, like a good one example is dance. I have it in me. Yeah. I am a dancer through and through, you know, my technique is not, you know, like stellar or anything, yeah. but I certainly feel movements. I have great body awareness. So if I want to do a hip roll, I can definitely do it. I've never looked at someone who couldn't have gone, <laughs> just do it. Look, 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 watch me, watch my hips. <laughs> that would just never occur. <laughs> Not that I've raised a very callous son or anything, but... <laughs> 
Well, it's <laughs> but it's true. No, I'm glad that you self awareness yeah. is the first step. <laughs> And, yeah. and getting old and not being able to jump as much as you could before <laughs> probably has a little help too. Yeah, it's giving me some sympathy for them. I, I'm like, man, it is kind of weird. I'm jumping and it's just, I'm not I'm going, going very high. But maybe <laughs> part of the difference is that I've known what it feels like to jump. I know what it feels like. Like, I was, did I show you that video of me getting my head to the rim? Yeah. It is insane. Like I'm, I'm so high you look in the like air. Like a rocket. <laughs> yeah, I'm so high in the air that when I land, I'm like, dude, you're gonna kill yourself landing. Like it looks like you jump off of like a big ledge, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just from your own power. Um, so when I jump and I can't jump now, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know why it's not working exactly, but I'm sure I could get back to that point. Yeah. Well, I'm not I, sure where I was going. With I, that. Well, I actually, it, you've opened up a whole new thought for me and that is well it's actually what we started with about there is science involved in how the brain develops and how the brain works so if you if you continue to do things or now let's start at the beginning if the the neural networks that are being formed in your brain tell you give you a certain value you teach you to place different values on things from another group of people just saying to you well don't think that that's wrong is is useless yeah and i think maybe that's a big problem is because some people i would say okay without even getting into specifics some people believe some crazy things yes they do okay and then the way that that is kind of dealt with in internet discourse is just putting those people down and being like, you guys are stupid. But that's so unhelpful because it's, it's useless. It's ignoring how these people got to that perspective in the first place or yeah. to that point of view in the first place. Because they, they have these whole histories that has led them up to this point and then their own personal experience and then their own like biases and stuff. And their ability to get tricked and whatever can all lead you down to believing something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So to a person who doesn't have those histories and biases and everything, you could look at that and be like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But saying that to that person, to the other person, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, isn't going to get them to change because they've lived an experience that's yeah. gotten to them. It's that not point. even going to get them to even consider that it might be wrong. Yeah. Because it's going to get them to just, entrench yeah. even harder. Yeah. In, you know, maybe, maybe, the way, uh, maybe the way to help you deal with people, and, and by you, I mean everybody, anybody, me, you. Um, the way to deal with people who have such different views to the, even to the point of something that you could think sounds really stupid is more communication about where that came from, which really, I mean, they might not know, but I, I'm going to go back to the way your brain is formed, sets that up, but your brain is not finished growing until in your thirties, you know, around 30. But even after that, it is hard to teach an old dog new tricks. That's, that's, there's no doubt about it. But even as you get older, your brain is still has plasticity and can learn things and can change, you know, that, you know, we, we often talk about the rut that your brain, you know, you, you can talk about um, 
compare it to like a wagon, you know, an old time wagon, you know, keeps well, I mean, going it's just up. like that. What we were talking about, you yeah. got these nice ruts in yeah. this room. That's, like I remember everything. And in so, here. and your brain you learns, stuff to it, yeah. yeah, it learns by that. If you, if you have deeply ingrained, like, like now, if it's dark, you can walk in here and get over to the stove and not hurt yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. If tomorrow I change the furniture and you walk in, you know, that's, that's not going to help. But it wouldn't take you very long to form a new, a new thing. I'll, I'll give you a good example. I moved offices a couple of weeks ago. The first week I'd come from one place in the hall, turned into that person's office. Um, she's doing the same thing. We just traded offices. Now it's, this is the second or the third week. I think I've only did it twice this week. I'm forming a new rut, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure on some time in the future, if I'm hungry or tired or stressed out, panicked, I'm going in that office. Yeah. Because that's what my brain remembers best. Yeah. It doesn't remember the new one yet. Five years from now, if I'm still in that office, chances of me going there. So occasionally I come in, I turn on our old street and go to our old house. Um, because that's where my that's where the rut is and your brain does so much um subconsciously like you don't have to be conscious of it and and if you're thinking about something else whatever it might be or you're hungry or you're tired it your subconscious is going to do it for you and then suddenly you'll see you're on your old street you go well oh, crap um that is the same not just with where you live but how you think and how you feel. And anytime you want to change that, it takes, it takes practice, practice, practice. And you will never practice a new perspective or a new way of looking at something if you haven't had the opportunity for someone to talk to you about it or have read something about it or looked at something different. Um, I, I feel like every 10 years, my personality, not my personality, my, my basic personality is the same, but my perspectives on things just change um, by, by the people that I run into um, or interact with, by the things that I read. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of feeding your brain good, good thoughts as well as good food. And, and I, I think I'm a better person than I was. 10 years or 20 years ago, or when you were growing up, you know, I, I don't think I was a bad person then, but I certainly had some different views on things that I don't have anymore. And even when I look back at, at those, I kind of wonder, like, how did you think that? Or how did that slip in to your, your values that that would be an okay thing to say or do? You know, I have some regrets about the ways I've treated some people in the past where I thought I was doing good for them. But now when I look at it from what I know now, I go, that was stupid, but I can't, I, I, I can't change it. And I'm going to go back to that. I, I don't know if we said it on the last one, but my, my current favorite quote is no point in crying over what's done when there's things need doing. Mm. You can't continue to just beat yourself up over the, those over who you were. You do the best you can with what you know, and and you do that. But when you know when you know better, you do better. Hopefully, you know that's. I think that's 
at least for me, a goal, a, the goal of a good life. I want to be the best person I can. That means when I know better, I do better. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. My brain just kind of ran right off the tracks. It was like, <laughs> I don't have anything to follow up with. <laughs> okay, well, that's all right. Well, that's how your brain works. Nothing. That's how conversation works, which I, I think we all think that our brain, that, that we're in control of what our brain does. Yeah, I think you said that just a little while ago, but, or what our brain thinks. Like if I said to you now, what's the next thought you're going to have? Or what's the next thought I'm going to have? I'm going to be stunned. I'm, yeah. like, I don't know, I'm like, I don't know what yeah, to think. Yeah. I'm like, and unless the conversation sparks something for you, maybe there's, maybe there isn't a follow-up. I don't know. I, do you ever get the feeling that, um, well, for, do you think there's free will? <laughs> I mean, just like I, in general. I, I think in general, there, there is free will if you can be, be present in the moment that you need to exercise it. But I think most of the time we don't use it. Like, I think if you can calm yourself, you, th- you are really making a conscious choice, you can always make a decision other than what your first impulse or what your impulse is to do. Um, I do think that our will, our free will or willpower or whatever, I think there's a limit though. Like I can walk through the copy room and pass up the sweets that somebody brought in yeah. 10 times. The 11th time, you know, I don't know if that's the exact number, but I can go through there a lot. But by the end of the day when I'm tired and, I, and there's still some there and they look so yummy, then I'll eat some. And yeah. then I, I feel terrible about it. If I stopped on that time and really centered myself and said, here's what's going to happen to you tomorrow or tonight when you're trying to sleep and then you don't get sleep, so you're gonna feel bad tomorrow. I'm sure I could talk myself out of it, and I have done it many times and left without doing it. But for the most part, I don't. I don't become present to do that. I just go, eh, it's not that bad. I think that's something that I've become the, over time. Something I've become more and more careful about is what you're inputting, because it really is. I feel like my the way I do things is it's just it's response to inputs. It's just like, what am I reading all the time? What am I looking at all the time? What am I doing all the time? What am I seeing? Who am I talking to? And if I'm just letting whatever come in all the time, it I can use my active willpower and stuff to guide the way I want to go. But it's that's not a very easy way to live. No. Because like, like you were saying, if there's donuts sitting on the table all day, we could have donuts sitting on the table all day. Those will be in my mind all the time. Yeah. And just a very simple, effective way to get yourself to think the way you want to think is just don't have that in front of you. Do you have a general model of priorities in your life that you're like, okay, whatever I do, this is the most important thing? Because I was thinking about that lately. What actually is important in your life, right? Obviously, like food, shelter, clothing, those are probably the most important. Make sure you get all your basic needs met. But once those are met, what is the guiding principle? Is it just, I'm going to make myself happy? 
I'm going to make others happy. I'm going to do something that nobody's done before or, you know, like, should we be thinking about what is my guiding star for everything that I do? Hmm. Cause I was kind of thinking about it. Shouldn't our guiding star for everything we do be like, I mean, this is just the one that I came up with, but how can I make my life more enjoyable and others, the people who I interact with, how can I make their lives more enjoyable with every interaction? Because like, maybe I've talked about this before, but if I'm talking to somebody and my guiding star is I want to get this project done, the talking that I'm going to be talking, the the conversation I'm going to, the conversation I'm going to be doing with somebody, (laughs) the conversation that I'm going to be having with somebody is going to the, my priority is to go get that project done, not to have a good interaction with somebody. Yeah. But, but is that actually the way I want to live my life? Cause you know, those projects, they can come and go, but the, the people really, that's all there is. It's just interactions with other people. Yeah. I, I personally think it really is. My guiding star is to have the, it's not even to make myself happy because I find that I am happiest when I am serving other people. When I'm, when I am in my worst moods, the surest way out of it is to figure out a way to help somebody go do, go do something that has nothing to do with me. Um, my second way is the thing that I know is part of me. And I said it already today is to go dance. Mm. preferably with somebody. Yeah. Um, and someone asked me a few years ago, God, it's been a long time ago, probably before 2010. So at least 11 years ago, probably a couple years before that said, what is it that you want to do with your life? And, and at the time I was pretty sure that I wanted to spend as much time as I can with my family I want to help other people and I want to dance. And, and her comment to me was, what are you doing to make any of those happen? (laughs) And at the time I was a real estate developer and I went hardly a damn thing. Yeah. And, and I didn't really make a conscious decision then or after that to do that, but it was out there in the universe. And now that is what I'm doing. You know, 14, 15 years later, I dance for a living. It helps other people. I spend as much time as I can with my family. Um, If the chance ever comes that I can spend more time with all of my family, I will do it. Um, Right now, that's not, that's not our current living situation. Um, And I, 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 I have no problem when there's a project to be done, but somebody wants or needs to talk of going, that can get done a little later because I think that interaction is more important than that project. And there's, there's gotta be a balance. You know, I got work to do. I got to get it done sometime. And, and some conversations eh, really aren't that valuable. You know, we haven't really connected, but when you have a connect, when you have a conversation, when you connected, even in the smallest way, it is so gratifying. And it's not that I got validated, but I felt like, 
there was a real connection of, because I, 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 I believe there is, you know, there are brain waves, other things going on. I think we feel something. And when you really have a conversation that both sides feel validated or you've created some new idea or you've generated some excitement or you've calmed some panic or lifted some sadness, any of those things, my opinion is that's what makes life worthwhile. Do I follow it all the time? No. Just like the donuts. You know, sometimes I don't, I don't center myself. There was a time for a while when I, when I would do, do some readings in the morning or just sit and think about how I wanted my day to go. I would say that's probably the best time of my life. And I haven't thought about it in months. I'll do it again now. Why is it so, it's, it's so easy to just go on automatic pilot. And like, I can't even, it's frustrating on the one hand because I look at the things I do and I'm like, I, what may, this is one of those times where I can't finish a thought. <laughs> I feel like maybe a good way to go about this is to put in the guiding stars. Like I want to exercise 30 minutes, three times a week. And then whatever else happens, you just make sure that that happens. I want to go to bed at a reasonable hour, at least four times out of the week or something, you know, yeah. instead of trying to plan every single moment, because I think about just something simple, like when do I decide to play a video game? I have no idea how that thought comes into my head. It's almost kind of like there's, they have budgeting apps mm -hmm. where it's, you set aside money. There's this weird one called YNAB. You need a budget and it's, you're supposed to take every dollar that you have and assign it a task. So it's like, I, I wasn't able to wrap my head around it and I didn't like it. But the point is, is that you decide where all of your money is going to go right now. And then when it comes time to spend it, you see how much money you have available to spend on something. And then it makes the decision really easy. You set aside $300 for video games. Then every month you're like, okay, I've got $300 for video games. Do I have any money in that tank? And you're like, yeah, I do. Okay, I can buy it guilt-free. I've already decided this is where the money's gonna go. So it's like a heuristic. Yeah. If you can have like these life heuristics, like, okay. I don't know what a heuristic is. It's just like a shortcut. Like, like a hack. A, a guideline, I think. Oh, okay, a guideline, okay. I'm I don't gonna have think, to look that up. I'm not sure I actually know what it means. I'm pretty sure that I'm <laughs> using it in the right, <laughs> right scenario. Somebody knows, let us know. But no, I'm gonna look it up soon, in fact. No, my phone's not here. Okay, but... And I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Siri, and she's terrible. Uh, well, I you know... she probably get that one. I, I, there's <laughs> something similar, though. Um, it's a diet philosophy, um, which, takes, which takes what you eat and puts it into your, your automatic. Mm -hmm. Um it's called Bright Lines Eating. And I, I actually think for many people, it's really good. And it's probably one of the most successful weight loss programs um, done by a, a, a research scientist who was morbidly obese before she went and got her graduate study. But her philosophy is that you, you make a decision about what, it, what kind of foods you're going to eat. Not, you know, like 
in her way of, of doing it, you know, you leave out all flours and all sugar, you know, like added sugars. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, different ways where you tell how much you get, blah, blah, blah. But what you do then is when you see the other, these other things, you're like, that's not my food. It becomes kind of um, automatic. The other thing that she does is you decide the night before, after you've had supper, when you're, you know, you're your food cravings are satisfied and you write down your menu for the next day. And then you follow that. And after you've done that for several months, it becomes just an automatic habit. I just finished eating. I'm going to decide what I'm having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow. And then that's what you eat. And you take the choices out. So you take advantage of the automatic, like your brain's desire to put as much on automatic as it can. Right. That's how our our brain is designed. Like, if we can make something automatic, let's do it so we can learn new things. And the more things you can shove in it, more healthy, more beneficial things that you can put into automatic, the better it is. Like, um, like brushing your teeth. You know, we teach it from the time you're a kid. You know, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Most adults... That's not something they have to force themselves to do. When I'm really tired, I do. But when on, on a normal day, yeah. um, <clears throat> I was not taught as a kid to floss. I don't even know if floss existed when I was a kid. <laughs> really, I don't. I, it might have, but we certainly didn't floss in our house. Um, and we had a lot of dental problems too. Um, so it is one of the first habits to go when I'm tired. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. just it just goes yeah um and it takes what a minute it, it can it's 30 seconds at most if yeah. you once you get good at it yeah you so, know i look at flossing the same way i look at wearing a seatbelt. it's when i first started driving seatbelts weren't actually mandatory like it wasn't required by law or maybe they were just starting to either way sometimes i wouldn't drive with this out of seatbelt. i was like oh these are so annoying i just won't wear it and then i started wearing it because i was like dude if you get in an accident, you fly through a windshield and you're paralyzed. Do you realize how much you're going to regret not just wearing the seatbelt? So every time I was just like, fine, I'm going to wear the seatbelt. And the same token, I got some cavities, first cavities in my life like a few years ago. And I was like, uh, it's a very unpleasant experience to get drilled. I hated it. Like yeah, I never really experienced bad. it as a kid. So it was my first time experiencing it like in my 30s. And I was like, I don't ever want to experience that again. So every time I... I'm about to not, I still sometimes don't floss, but it's pretty rare. Every time I'm about to not floss, I'm like, dude, just take the 30 seconds so you don't have to get that drill in your mouth. Again. <laughs> so eventually it's going to be good for you. Yeah. I, I grew up my whole life without seatbelts and I, yeah, I didn't start wearing them regularly until it was mandatory. But now if I'm in a car and I don't have a seatbelt on, I feel like I'm going to fall out. Mm. Like I'm sliding. Yeah, it does feel a little weird. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. I had all this, you know, this cushion, not cushion, this um, support from the seatbelt that now I'm uncomfortable without it. My old car used to beep at me if you didn't have your seatbelt in. So it's like- Your new one doesn't? No. That's weird. That's really weird. I thought all cars were required to do that. Well- Actually, I don't know because, because I, you always put it on before you turn the, the car on. The furthest I've gone is like the end of the street without mm. the seatbelt. So maybe it just hadn't come on yet. I don't know. You should test that. 
No, don't test it. You yeah, might how it. am I going to test it? I said that. Use the test I hope you don't die. <laughs> don't die. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the, the brain is like, if I were going to go back to school now and study something new, yeah. it would be the brain. Like I would just go and learn everything there is and read all the research about brain. Cause I've, I've read, read a lot of stuff about how your brain works and what a, what a beautiful machine it is. It's like the world's best computer in, in its, its ability to do stuff. Like I was watching, um, there was, a, uh, I can't remember what program it was, but they were, there was a woman who was born with only half a brain. And so part of her body, like I guess the opposite side wasn't working. And, but she wanted, she was learning to swim and this arm had never moved in her whole life. And they just kept, you know, doing the motions and it, it, she didn't have the right part of her brain that would make that arm move. Um, and eventually just one day she was in the water and that arm just kind of flipped over and she eventually got control of it. And they're like, how on earth did that brain that's missing all the parts that would move it? How did it figure out how to do that? And that's the kind of stuff I would, I would really be interested in as well as what are the most efficient ways to, to change those ruts, you know, because they're, they're there, they're there permanently. They never go away because you will just slip back into them under certain circumstances, no matter, no matter how hard you've got to, you've tried to make a new rut. And I would love that not to be the case. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, you could just make some new ruts. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to end it here. Uh, as always, I'd like to caveat this with, man, is every, Maybe this is, I got to just get over this and stop thinking about this all the time. But every time we say anything, I just want to say to people, it's like, look, if you think that we're stupid, just think yeah, that we're a, stupid and ignore us. Yeah. But every time we say anything, I'm like, oh God, I don't want to offend somebody or like yeah. upset somebody. Yeah, I'm like, actually, I, I, if it's okay with you, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about that. Okay. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we get a lot of, wonderful, very complimentary comments. And, and I appreciate them. I, I get slightly uncomfortable with them because you are getting such a small snippet of our lives. And, and I, I'd say both of us are generally who we are on camera or who we are on that, but it doesn't show all the mistakes we've made. And most of what we talk about and our philosophies about things are aspirational. You know, we're doing a pretty good job of walking, talk, walking the talk. You know, we're not just saying stuff and then doing something completely different when we leave. But we don't, we don't get a lot of it right. And we're just like everybody else. We're in the evolution of our lives. So it's especially like last week's or two weeks ago, our, our last podcast was on comparing yourself to others. And, and we didn't take a moment to say, you know, we're not saying this. So you won't, yeah, we, we want you to not compare yourselves to us because the, everybody has all the facets of their life and nobody's are perfect. And, 
and we don't know it all. We're not research scientists. I probably read more actual research papers than you do, but you read and listen to a lot of informational stuff and you know, you got to take some of it. You got to look at the sources, do all of that kind of stuff. But everybody's perspective will be a little bit different. And so they will be different. And it's, I, I said one time, and, and I think it's, it's not a good idea, but we could try, but I, I feel like we should do a, a podcast on if we were people who had regrets, what things would we regret? And I would just divulge all my, all my past mistakes so that people know, you know, I made some huge mistakes. I've done some mean things that afterwards I was like, what, what was going on? Why would you have done that? You know what's so weird too is when you make a mistake, you think about all the things you could have done. It's like, man, I could have just gone to the store, bought a box of Golden Grams and just ate that. Yeah. I could have yeah. done that instead. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, there was, there was an infinite number of other choices, even ones related to the, the instance. Um, some of them that don't make any difference. Like, <laughs> I think I said that I told this, this story before, but I went to my 10-year class reunion and I was the chubby girl. I'm still the chubby girl, but I was the chubby girl in high school. Um, but I had lots of friends. I did lots of stuff. I, I had a happy high school. I was perfectly happy. But there was a really cute quarterback who never even looked in my direction, let alone talk to me. <laughs> when I went to my 10-year anniversary, I had lost a lot of weight. Um, and he came up to talk to me. And, and first I was like, oh, this is why he's talking to me. And then the song, um, old time rock and roll by Bob Seger came on and I went, oh, I got to go dance. <laughs> and I just, I just walked away. Well, that's the, that's funny enough. 20 year anniversary. We had this, um, the night before our, um, reunion, everybody met at a local bar and, and he was there and he came up and talked to me again, which also surprised me. And then that same song came on the jukebox and I went, oh, I gotta go dance. And I walked away again. Um, so, but I was in the midst of apologizing for the last time, which of course he didn't remember at all. And I'm sure he didn't remember it the second time, but it was just how bizarre that, and that has stuck with me. It felt rude to me when I looked back at it but in the long term, it's like it meant nothing. It meant nothing to either one of us. And yeah, so I could I could fill a whole podcast with stupid stuff like that. That or or worse, a lot worse than okay, that. Okay, I was gonna say if no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not one of my bad things. That's just a funny one. But okay. but it is a mistake. You know that I wish I hadn't done it that way. Like I could have stayed and just talked to him. Oh. That's like, you so know what funny I mean? because I've got this vindictive streak that's somewhere inside of me. <laughs> you probably would have went. That I was like, man, good for you, man. Just, you know, just tell that dude I don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> that is never in my whole life ever. <laughs> yes, I'll teach you not to talk to me in high school. When I'm <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 
That's funny because me and me and my brother were actually a lot alike. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, he would have thought the same thing. He w- he definitely would have thought the same. I've thing. never that that is really funny because it has never occurred to me. Even when he was talking to me to go, hey, you want to talk to me now? Yeah, well, screw you, never. So it's not even. You know, maybe my subconscious was doing it. Oh, maybe. And maybe. and the universe said, well, let me help you. I'll put that song on. You you like to dance to that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it makes you happier, they will feel more better about it. Well, anyway, not the whole point of this extra little talk is that, you know, just, this is just the two of us talking. It's not, it's not to tell anybody else what they should do with their lives. Maybe I'm just going to preface every episode with that. Yeah, maybe you should. Because I, I think you'll feel better. I really want it to just be like a, anything I make. I want it to be a at will participation. Yeah. This is not, I'm not trying to force you to do anything. I'm not, not trying, trying to, to change your mind. Change your mind. I'm just like, look, it really is just entertainment. I was listening to this. One of my favorite podcasts, probably my favorite podcast is the ATP podcast. Well, ATP accidental tech podcast. And they did like a 300 episode or some some milestone. They were talking about it. And the one guy was saying, well, there's three reason, three things that I try to give people about this. And it's like something, something. And he was like, and last, can you guys guess what this is? And then the other two guys were like, I don't know what. He said, just entertainment. Like he makes, he wants that inter- that podcast to be entertaining. And that's really like the ultimate of what I want to do. I just want to make stuff that entertains and not, not like in a sense of, you know, vaudeville, you know, <laughs> but just something that you actually enjoy watching yeah. and look forward to. And if that's not what it is for you, I don't want you to watch it. I want you to go find something that entertains yeah. you. This is not world changing, world yeah. defining stuff that's going gonna- to. Yeah. We don't have a mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not trying to. Beyond entertaining. Beyond entertaining. Yes. Yeah. We don't have like a. You know, we want to change the world. Um, we yeah, because, yeah, because yeah. honestly, this is about as well-researched as two old guys talking in Starbucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what's funny? <laughs> so my ex-girlfriend's grandfather, he was one of those guys. He would go to the Starbucks every day, and there was a group of these mother effers who would, and they weren't even all old, old dudes. It was like a... It was men, women, old people, young people. It was just like a group of them. And they would just every morning at the same time, they would gather and they would talk. And first of all, that's pretty amazing that you could have a disparate group of like of people talking about stuff and actually want to talk with each other every day. But second of all, it's like nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. They're just spouting nonsense. I I said this. and (laughs) One of my, I can't remember if it was your dad or somebody I dated, but one time, they were, they were, there was, there's just a group of people they talk with. It's somebody I dated, <clears throat> a group of people that they talk with. And, and I walked over to talk and then he just suddenly stopped talking. And no, it was your dad. It was your dad. And he goes, I said, why, you know, why were you so uncomfortable when I walked up? And he goes, well, because you'll know if I'm bullshitting or not. And they don't. <laughs> Uh, and there's there's some truth in that. That sometimes you're just chatting and talking, and you know, um, and the people who know you well are gonna know. Also, they know all of your 
tricks and stories and jokes. Yeah. So it's like, you've heard that same joke a million times. And to the person that they were talking to, it's new, but you're like, yeah. And then it goes again. <laughs> but that actually happens with me. It's like when I'm talking with uh, Brian, Andrew, and Thomas, and we're talking to other people, we all say the same things every time, especially if it's like somebody we're meeting for the first time, like a viewer or something. We all say the same things every time. And it's like, it, it, I feel <laughs> stupid even as I'm saying things. I've said this a million times. These guys have heard it a million times. So I can understand why he was like, I'm oh, just not yeah. going to talk. Well, I, <clears throat> I find myself prefacing what I say, like, in my class, somebody will come in and we'll talk about something. They'll ask me a question and then somebody else comes in and asks the same question. And so now I have, I feel bad for the other people who've already heard it. And I'll go, well, I was just telling Judy and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a good way to preface it. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, or, or I've already heard that or I've already told, you know, this or me. And, and I, as I get older, I forget you and your brother are really good at going, you already told me that, mom. Yeah. yeah and, and I am not offended by that. I would prefer that you do that. So now I start a lot of conversations with, I might have told you this already. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't remember who I've talked to. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it is a function of getting so much going on in your life. But you have to remember that I have 60 years of memory and you've only got 35. Yeah, yeah. You know, 62 years of memory. Well, that, maybe that is why younger people always remember things better than older people. Like my my sister, I'll she'll tell me about things and I'll be like, what, that happened? She's like, yeah, yeah. But to her, it's a very big portion of her memories. Yeah. So the, the other stuff hasn't been pushed out the back door yet. Exactly. <laughs> I, I often say things like my... Or actually like, a more accurate analogy is they never even got in the front door. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, my brain's getting full, you know, sometimes like during a day, I can only take in so much input yeah. that I'm just like, I can't listen to anything anymore. Yeah. I need something that I already have seen. I've already heard. I've already known, or I need to sleep, you know, <laughs> like, which is, I, I think that's why I like watching the series that I like, the streaming series that I like repeatedly. I find one I really like. I will just watch it for the next several weeks. Yeah. Even though I've seen the whole series now six times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got off to that, but <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. I, I yeah, guess we'll I, just end yeah, it here. Just then. end it there and remember as we start from now on to make, make that preface at the beginning. Yeah. This is just a mom and son talking. Yeah. If it entertains you, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go try some golden grams. That's why I was talking about golden grams. I had some golden grams this morning. That is food science at its best. <laughs> okay, well, if we're making recommendations, all creatures great and small on PBS. Oh. It 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 outranks Downton Abbey. Whoa. Yeah, and that is saying something. Well, you might want to sit on that one for a while because I've said before, like Final Fantasy 15, I was like, this is the best game ever made. And it's not even close to that. But okay. at the time, it was... Really, okay. really I'll good. sit on it. But it's still really good. Yeah, and there's only one season, so it could get worse. And Dighton Lobby was good through all six seasons. Oh, it's it's ongoing now. Yeah, they just finished its first season. And on PBS, you know, they show things oh, okay. during. You all don't right. have to wait. Way off the rails now. Thank you all for right. watching. We'll see you in a couple Thursdays. All righty. <laughs>